Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. The best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Live from the Toad Hop Network. <laughs> this is Laugh It Off with Craig Schumacher. <laughs> really? What happened to our prepared intro? I know it said... It's now outdated. It's, I know it's outdated because we switched places. Yeah. But how about a new one? I don't have a good mic anymore, so I'm using this one. I'm oh, doing but, it live. Oh, you do it live each time. Well, okay. I, can, I, can, uh, I can, you know, Thank at you, some Joe. point I can record. You like the live? Yeah, your mic's not on. That's okay. That's right. Suck it. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. I must tell you right away that I am in a in a serene mood. You sound very serene. Do I really? <laughs> okay. It could wander all over the place. You never know. But at this point, at this very moment, that's the way I feel. I feel serene. And sort of, uh, like, I, I feel like I've been through a bunch of stuff lately that we'll hear about on our show today. And so it makes you feel serene? Because of getting to the other side of that stuff, of which I believe our show, what I was just thinking about when I was meditating is we should have a purpose of the show, right? right. We should have a purpose. It's, it's beyond just making people laugh. <laughs> you know, I've been Mirth Monkey for a very long time, right? That's yeah. what people expect. And people get upset if I wander from Mirth Monkey. Mm. They, if I speak my mind about something that sort of uh, gets them at their core, mm -hmm. uh, maybe politically or religiously or some belief system that I challenge. Mm -hmm. I'm of the belief if you have so much faith and have faith that I'm an asshole and I'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's my belief. So if you have so much faith, then why are you so upset with what I'm saying? I'm just trying to instigate new thought and perhaps new actions from that thought, you know, get you out of your stuckness. We have a purpose on our show. That's what I'd like that to be is my purpose of my life is just it's more than just making people laugh. Yeah. It's getting people out of their stuckness. Yeah. Getting people out of their stuckness, which could be from laughter. Laughter. Yeah. That could be an option. But you have other options, too. It's not only about laughter. We've done Tears. plenty of that. <laughs> well, tears. Sometimes you laugh till you cry. Lots of tears. I had someone. I had someone laugh. the other day that at my at my comedy shows said that their teeth hurt. So that that was how they <laughs> responded to the laughter. They thought you were a real so, doctor. So I might have Dental. initiated a, a visit to the dentist. Yeah, <laughs> you might have some situation with your molars you might want to tend to, which I have no expertise with the dentist. <laughs> okay. So you never know you never know where it's going to go. And I just said to myself before the show, you know, we have a prep. We have a prep that we do. Here's a here's a general way that we'd like to take this. And I just said to myself, the the you know, the general feeling, the energy that we need to put forth on our show is that we can be available to tell the truth to people and if it connects with them, fantastic. And if it doesn't, you know, that's okay too. <laughs> right? And but I've been dealing with this whole idea of I'm really tired of being the mirth monkey. I'm tired of being, you know, the performance oriented guy. Mm. It's like, it's like, you know, f first of all, men go through that anyway. In your teen years, it's like, oh my God, I got to last more than 1.3 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that performance. Uh -huh. And I remember what I went through when I was a teenager with the whole performance anxiety. 
It, It was terrible, the things that I had to go through. I mean, I literally would have to paint things on my eyelids that would make me unexcited because I was too afraid of being excited and that I would let go, yeah. release. Yeah. Not a good, you know, not a release, you know, that's any good whatsoever. First of all, it's not doing any good for me because the entire release I'm going, I can't believe I'm doing it this early. Oh boy. <laughs> and uh, now she hates me. Yeah. <laughs> See, now that's the performance anxiety. She doesn't like me. She's not going to come back to me anymore. She's not going to give me another chance. Same way with comedy. I have to do it all. I got to do it all. I have to make this sure this is the greatest performance ever. Oh, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Luckily, I do last an hour and 40, 40 minutes. I was going to say, is that why yeah, you do you a really do long set? Long. That's a, yeah, that's some pretty good, that's some pretty good uh, stamina right there. That's a, <laughs> not, a lot of dudes, not a lot of dudes can You're say You're overcompensating. <laughs> there you go. I never <laughs> thought of it that way. Is that your that sports either. car? Is that your long set? Is like your red Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen how long my set is? Right. <laughs> it makes up for all the times that you blew your watch too soon. <laughs> that's why Shoemaker does the long set. <laughs> You guys, we just figured this out. <laughs> and I will give you one more to rip on me for. That's where the Love Master came from. Oh, yeah. He's all long. Oh, yeah. He's all long. He's all about that. And, you know, so anyway, I'm sort of like hitting a bottom on it. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm going to trade into Ferrari. Yeah. So you're the court jester looking to. The do, court jester looking for approval. You know what I mean? Become and, what, though? It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. You this, have, I know. You huh? already have the approval. Everybody thinks you're funny. But now you want to transition into something else, right? Uh, well, it, and within the structure of still being funny. It, and now what I have to understand is I'm organically funny. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Did that sound like a brag? <laughs> no. I have to. It didn't. No. <laughs> you laugh for some reason. I'm not, <laughs> not going to ask why. So that's the, the trust and faith part of it. Okay? So if I've developed this sort of sense of self, sense of humor then I have to understand that whatever I say is going to be okay. It's going to be judged. And that's the other thing is, you know, I, I'll, I'll pick and I'll watch an audience. This is the, this is the old me a week ago. Uh, <laughs> this is, it's, I will see, so, I'll see somebody on it. I'm like on the standing ovation role, right? And I'll go, how come they're not standing? Like the one person, they could be in a wheelchair and I'm going, what's wrong with them? They can get up. <laughs> Show your approval. Yeah, that's what you focus on. So that's what I focus on. I have in the past. I mean, I wander in and out of that realm of, of you know, what I need from somebody. But I have everything that I need, right? I have everything that I need. Yeah. I love that you say it with bugged out eyes. I have everything <laughs> right? that I need, right? Right, guys? That was whistling in the dark. <laughs> hey, everything's fine. I'm going down this alley and I feel fine. I'm protected. <laughs> I, I studied a, a year of karate. I'm okay in this alley. Uh, there's a man coming towards me, and he has a knife, and it's okay. He might want to cut butter. It's okay. I'm fine. I pay no mind to the color of his skin. <laughs> I know what he's saying by that because we have been trained I know in our society. We've been trained in our society that if a person has another color or they're from another, you know, or they have different garb on, that we've seen them in on the news going to jail, yeah. right? We don't see a guy from Wall Street going to jail, which we should see more of. Right. We should see more people and know that they're, they are, there are plenty of those criminals who are hurting many more people oh, than yeah. a guy that knocked off the 7-Eleven. But we don't see them in the news. You never see them in the news. Only if it's a really, really, really big deal and they finally, finally, finally got caught. 
which takes a lot because they have great lawyers. And yeah. they moved to Dubai. They own, mo- is yeah. that what they do? Yeah, some of them are moving to Dubai. It's, it's Once a, they get some, caught. Yeah. The rich people. They don't ever have to pay for anything. Yeah. I'm out of here. I've fucked over the American. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're, you're allowed to cuss on here. And I know we try to keep it clean. What, but, but <laughs> I also like to try to talk about politics like I know what the hell I'm talking about. But I think most of us don't really. We hear sound clips and we're like, I'm informed. <laughs> <laughs> 2.5 seconds on information. <laughs> and I love the way that people repost those clips. They yeah. repost those clips and saying, here's your information. Well, how do you know that that information is vetted? How do you know that the person that gathered the information isn't paid off don't they have they have an agenda can you look through that i always look at everything in a general scope of you know how it resonates with me and you know where i come from which is one of the things i wanted to talk about today is is where i come from is i i i grew up in i I don't want to say it was like poverty but it was definitely not even middle class is it my mom you know no child support were you guys on welfare no, she wouldn't do that. My mom wouldn't do welfare. She get the but she was stamps. no, and she was real hardworking. Uh, she worked till late, you know, till late, and she got home when she could for the kids and everything. Even had to pay a sitter too. Wow! So I don't even know how she. And she was a secretary, and then a legal assistant, and then, and then paralegal. So that's what I uh, grew up with. And then we used to have to move all the time. And you know, here's an apartment. Now we're staying with Uncle Jimmy. And there was a lot of that kind of. Um, a feeling of uh, you know non-stability that that really I, it carries with me throughout my life. So there's not a moment that I don't think about people like that. Mm-hmm. So there's an immediate compassion of this is where I come from. This is this is what I know. I, I know the feelings, and they're very very present in me to this day of what it's like to wonder where you know if you're going to eat well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We had this stuff called chip beef on toast. They used to call it shit on a shingle. <laughs> and it was pure sodium. I don't even know what kind of meat it was. And they just chop it up and they put it with cream. And it's in a can. And you dump it on top of white bread toast. Mm-hmm. And that's what we ate a lot. Yeah. You just shrug like you kind of would like that. Well, I was thinking like, meh. Um, yeah, it's, it's creamy. Kind of like the creamy thing. More like an aperitif, <laughs> yeah. though, not as a meal. You, you might as well swallow the ocean. That's how much sodium <laughs> was in this stuff. And I, I, so I got sort of addicted to sodium and sugars sodium. when I was a kid. I loved, you know, sodium and sugar. I, yeah. I, I got addicted to. But those are poor people food. Yeah. Mm. that's poor people food. Cheap. Now here's the other compassion element. When you're looking at people and saying, ah, they're taken from the government and all that kind of stuff, you have no idea till you walked in their shoes what that is like because just take the food nutrition to begin with if you don't have the money for nutrition you can't have a better brain right you, you can't you, your brain it's as simple as that mm-hmm. you know they say sugar is bad for you and all that well some people don't even have an option they don't even know what the options or they'll go to the store and the store doesn't even supply it they'd have to drive out somewhere and you know use a car and gasoline yeah the and, same amount of money for a, a head of broccoli you can get your whole family fed from carl's jr <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. So, but we don't think these things through when you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the stances that we take and these people. When you call them these people and so on. So, what you were talking about earlier is when you're coming down the alley, that person doesn't. Uh, you know, I've been taught that that person is going to attack me. Mm-hmm. When in fact, they're a human being and they have all these feelings themselves, and they're afraid of you as much as you're afraid of them. Just like the rats in my house. <laughs> There's I hear a reason afraid for of stereotypes sometimes. I mean, they Is come there? from something, right? I mean, Asians aren't great drivers. 
Truth. You know what's so funny, Sarah? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play that one out with you. Everyone uses that as an example because that's it's like so it's like the safe example. Yeah, yeah. It's like the safe example of uh, you, you can go there because you know some Asian gang's not gonna bust in our studio <laughs> right now right. and kick your ass. Right. 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 But you're not gonna go to one a stereotype about Latinos or blacks. Because you Latinos think Latinos have giant vaginas. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Which brings me to something I've been wanting to get to. I wanted to, to introduce. I wanted to introduce Ileana Rose. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of large vaginas <laughs> on a Latino. I do not have a large vagina. <laughs> Isn't that great that we are introducing a new person that I'm excited about? And her introduction, she has all these wonderful credits. Is and speaking of large vaginas, how do you find out? How do you find I'm always out looking if you for segues. Vagina. How do you find out? Yeah, yes. so somebody I've asked, and I'm like, I'm just curious. Is it big? I, well, I know one. <laughs> I can still remember one when I was a, a young teenager in a fraternity. We had a woman called Whole Woman. That was her name. So I would, I can tell you, what I can assure her, you that what one. Was her ethnicity? Huh? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. See where you went? You're looking for stereotypes. Yes. Just trying to laugh about it. I'm trying to think of the Latino women, Latina women that I've been with, and I am not thinking that is not what comes up for but me. But Asians do have smaller vaginas because of their now that their would be that now you understand we're, we're treading into territory where I'm not going to get too specific. But my wife is half Asian, right? Okay, and I will absolutely confirm that she also <laughs> believes that. Uh, Asians are bad drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure where you're going. She, I know you didn't. I, I saw it in all your faces. Is he going to say his wife's vagina? Is he going to talk about his wife? You all had to look like he's going to out his wife on her vagina. No, I will not. All right. Okay. Because she's also half but something I will. else. And it <laughs> I have been with full Asian women. Now I will tell you that there is. It is a one hundred percent stereotype that would be true is there is a smaller vagina on every Asian woman I've been with, okay? Now, I the experiment is over, you know, because now I'm with one person, uh -huh. but I will tell you, there was one in the hills of Hollywood and, uh, the, and I actually thought that there were police would show up because of the sounds that were coming out of her when I was, you know, <laughs> just trying to make a little action happen. Yeah. And it was it was as if I, I i don't want to be too graphic it was as if i was i was down there putting it in and it was uh -huh. as if i hit her throat <laughs> it, was, it was like it was like it seemed it was like i hit bottom <laughs> i hit bottom okay and and there was yelling coming out this is not where i wanted to go with the show today sarah you potty <laughs> <laughs> it's you i'm putting Derail. Come I'm back. We derailed. And that's why Ileana's here. Not because of her vagina size. She's no. here because she is now going to produce our show. Yes. Should we do an official? Yeah, let's do an official welcome in. Now, let's just get to that. I'm, all right, we talked about some stuff. We went all over the place, which is the first thing that Ileana wanted to do is actually maintain this crew and have some sort of a vision that we carry out. And we did not. Right, and like little kids, we took it an entire <laughs> other way. She's got freaking cards. Yeah. She's got stuff written out. She goes on the internet, does research for us. Yeah. And what do we do? You know, uh, Latinas have large vaginas. <laughs> we got time. We got time. There is nothing. We got, we got 15 minutes. Th there's nothing in these notes. It says revolving yeah. door. I think that's the first thing we're supposed to get to. Yeah, there's I nothing know. about a revolving vagina. Nothing. Okay, now. 
That said, Ileana, I just want to give a, a brief description, which does lead into our topic of Revolving Door. Mm -hmm. now, now, I saw Revolving Door on our topics, and I said, you better explain to Joel and Sarah what Revolving Door means to you, Ileana, because it means something personal with us, mm -hmm. is she's been around my life for a while and seen a lot of Revolving Doors. Joel and I have seen. What's yeah. that? Ten years now. Ten, Ten years. years. Oh, wow. Yeah, you moved out here. And I was your first, I, I hate the word boss, but I guess that's what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could call it that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, I, you were my assistant. And then you ended up on the air with me when I had a radio show in the South, okay? And, and we had a blast on that show. And so um, also did the music. She's one of the unbelievable musicians out there, like incredible musician and talent. I'm not, you know, trying to go down a resume. I'm just saying this is what I know of Ileana. Did the music for Totally Baked, the movie, first person I go to. She arranges all the music, does all the music in between. What do you call that? Music? You're a composer. I'm a composer. Yeah, and also comes from band camp. <laughs> That's right. I was in marching band. She was in marching band. Uh, but And a marching band, I learned, is a lot more than we think it is. So uh, Ileana comes from that. From our, our parents are from Cuba. What She's instrument? Uh, Clarinet. Wow. Well, she plays many things. Yeah, she's played piano on the show. So, Ileana has been a part of this revolving door. Mm -hmm. uh, in my life, is I now here's where the part where Ileana. Now I am relating this to what we were talking about earlier. The okay. compassionate guy that comes from the worker. You know, I worked a lot, lot of jobs for people. Okay, now this is where this is where I'm having a tough time in my life. Period. Is I don't like being a boss. But I am a boss, and you can't have business unless you're a boss. Okay, you have to be so. I don't like the word, and but I, I so I want to be friends with people, and I and and I want to have, but I want to have respect at the same time. So I'm just telling you honestly what I go through, and then I'm also that other guy. I'm the guy who's working and thinking this guy's analyzing my bosses. You know, I, you know, I'm just, you know, like ripping on them behind their backs, yeah. you know, whoever they were. They were hiring me, but I wasn't in there going, geez, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I am so grateful this, for this opportunity. Yeah. And yet that's what I want people to have with me. Yeah. Now that I'm in a position that I'm actually hiring people, I want them to go, hey, Craig Shoemaker, he's so good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I also want to be his friend. I'm going to chat with him. See, these are all, so I want these things and, and it's really hard for me. It's, I'm, so I'm stuck in that place of, you know, just, you know, you have command respect, you come in there, and then you have that whole benevolent father thing going on because you become that as well. And that's what I think is going on with society as well, is we have this, you know, you know we're, we're, we're kowtowing to the needs of the wealthy and the rich and these white men, of which I am that too. So let's, let's go to that. And then uh -huh. people think, oh, he's got money and all that stuff. So you think, I think on both ways, on both sides of it. And that's what's difficult for me. So I also sense resentments on people. I can sense what they're saying behind my back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's really hard. So I've had this revolving door of this casting call, basically, of you know limited partnerships and also people that work for me as a personal assistant, of which Sarah did for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was out of there. Revolving door. But yeah. the revolving door came back in. Yeah. And then revolving door with Eliana back in. So there are the people that do return in the revolving door, but there are some that they basically go off the cliff. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah. So we've had uh, even a revolving door with our show. We, we had, uh, you know, Jake was here last, last time we were here. No longer going to be here.
right. revolving door. And he was also my assistant for a little while. Now, and that door probably won't revolve back around. Right. Based on some of the things that I'm saying is, you know, I think that he, you know, I'm not outing him or anything. Well, he's already out. He's gay. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole different story. But uh, I think that there's this, this, you know, this boss thing that people do that they, they, they empower you. You know, with with certain things and certain ideas and certain certain stereotypes, like you were talking about earlier, it's mm -hmm. a stereotype of a boss and or somebody that makes money or somebody that's successful. You think that they're these things. Like if somebody saw my check, I have large checks sometimes, right? And now somebody who's struggling, or, and you know, if I saw that, you know, I used to work for a lawyer. I used to work at a law firm, uh -huh. and I and I, I would see the money that they make because I was a clerk, and a, I I saw the money. It was unbelievable. I'm going, they can afford that. As a matter of fact, they can afford to pay my rent for a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I felt like, you know, look, you got plenty of extra cash as if I'm the one who's supposed to get that extra cash. This is the thinking that I would do is like, I work hard for you, but it's hourly and that's it. And I don't make one more dime. You should throw me some more bucks because I actually do extra things for you. So throw me some extra money. This is the thought process I had and put me on your softball team, <laughs> which they did. Nice. Which cool. was weird, by the way, because now that I think of it, now that I think back in that compassionate sense, I'm going, you know what? I was on their team, but I was never part of their team. They wanted me on because I was a stud hitter, you know, bringing the clerk. I was like, you know, 19 or whatever. I'm just jacking the ball and these old lawyers. I was playing with, in a lawyer league. Yeah. And they're obnoxious. See, now I'm, my resentments are still coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm now back to that guy. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And and yet, there would be there would be a few that would be friendly with me, and I still remember them. By the way, you know, who one of them was he became famous. Scooter Libby. Does that name mean anything to anybody? Sounds. Scooter Libby. It, it's so he was on the softball team, nicest guy in the world, and then he became Dick Cheney's guy. Okay. Uh, wasn't he indicted for something? He was indicted. Yeah, he's the one that took the fall. For all that went down with the, the Valerie Plame thing, you know, when they outed the CIA operatives and all that kind of stuff. He took the fall for that. And I'm going, wait, that Scooter, he's our second baseman. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so weird to see this, you know. And it, it, to me, he was Scooter. He was a really nice guy. A lot of these guys would employ me after hours. You know, I would what? do handyman stuff. Oh, sure. What, what do you think I was some? You think I was giving them head or something? No, like I was one of those said, interns? Come on, you guys heard that too, right? They would employ me after hours. Mm. No, all right. Mm. Only you mm. went there, Sarah. Gotta get this mind fixed. I, I just want to have a, a check on that mind. What in the world did you think I meant by that? Did I you, don't know. Like I'm a hooker? <laughs> like I'm a, seriously? Did you think I, I was a male I, prostitute? I legitimately think that, but that's where my mind goes. It's it in it really went there. Yeah. You thought I went through a phase of my life where I said, you know, I resent these guys, but I'll give them a little head know. for some extra money. Craig, maybe seriously. wishful thinking. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would do uh, you know handyman stuff for a lot of lawyers, and I so I know what it's like to be that. And I probably had maybe 200 jobs in my life, you know, like job jobs. Yeah. I was a maintenance man. I was a pool. I, I ran a pool, I, you know, like a swimming pool and a pool manager. I, I had all these jobs. And I learned a lot from them. But in each case, I always wondered about the boss. And, you know, there's there that close thing. And some of the bosses wanted to hang with me. You know, I'm funny. You know, they wanted to hang with the young funny guy. So that's the position I'm in, and now I've got this revolving door thing. It's like, how close do you get to someone? I had one assistant. She ended up crying, and she'd only been working there a few weeks. And she's crying, and she says to me, you never ask me about me. 
wait a minute, that's not in the job description. I didn't hire you to go, wait a minute, we're going to have a day where I ask you about you. So, uh, you know, so uh, what's your, how are you feeling today about uh, I so I, I had that situation. All so the she's girls gone. Out there, like, yeah, what's the problem? Why can't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were my assistant for a few weeks. Did you want me to ask you about you? We've actually had those times. We did have those talks that were yeah. deeper than than the boss. You know that yeah, they were no, much deeper than boss mm, and. Uh, I'm not interested employee. really with, with bosses and having that kind of personal relationship because I think lines can get crossed too much, and I don't think it's easy to maintain boundaries. So wow. even with yeah. the kids that I was nannying for when I was there, like full time raising their children, I'd still keep boundaries. Yeah. Now we're friends, and so that's over. Now I can go hang out. We can drink wine together. Now. So before, that it's over. But it's can. over. Now we're great friends. But if I was employed by them, boundaries are really important. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I, I'm not sure uh, still where I stand with it because I'm. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's a. It's a very. Um, I don't want to say lonely, but it's a. It is a little lonely because unless you have a partner, a true partner. It gets a little lonely because you become that, again, benevolent father. And I resent benevolent fathers. I think our, what's wrong with our society is we think that there's big daddies in charge. Well, do you think you and I don't want that, that position. certain type of people? Of course I do. Like, is there, is there I a thing everything. for you and the type of people that you're attracting? Or is there something that you're doing that it's not really their problem, it's what you're doing? Well, let me let me tell you this on on another sense to bring Ileana back into yeah. this. Hi. So so there's a decision, <laughs> there's a decision that uh, – there's a decision that I need to make on certain um, projects that I'm working on, things I want to manifest in my life. I don't just want to be a comedian. I'm really – I'm almost burnt out at this point. I've been at it for a long time, mm -hmm. longer than anyone I know at the same career. I mean – and my mom used to say, you better have something to fall back on. I fell back on this for 30-some years already. Mm -hmm. So I'm really – I've been doing it since I was a teenager. I'm exhausted from, from doing – and the performance anxiety and what goes into it and then the press. and the, I drove all night last night after the show. You know, mm -hmm. I got in at 3 o'clock in the morning. Get up and do this. So I, I, want some, I want some things with more purpose. Now, I do not want to do that alone. I'm alone on the road. I mean, I'm, I do not like it at all. And I have no confidants and uh, people to create with, which is always what sort of a vision was for me. But then again, can't do that if I'm the boss. See mm -hmm. what I mean? See the rub? I can't have those sort of like equal partnerships in a creative sense if I am that guy because they're looking at me going, where's my paycheck? You know, and or I need a raise totally. or you got to pay me more than that. And and by the way, let's be honest, all three of you are looking at me right now and you're in those positions too or have been or are and, and that kind of thing as well. So I'm – again, I'm alone. <laughs> There's three no, of you looking at me right now. we're all not making anything on this. Like I don't well, think we looked at you and say, hey, Craig, because we know that you're not getting anything for this. But uh, yeah – I still think that there's still that element of I get a, I do get more out of this. It's called the Craig Shoemaker Show, right? Is that a break? Oh, yeah. no, that, oh. that is your phone. My phone. I thought I turned it off. I oh, swear, Ileana, I turned it off. That was the first thing <laughs> that Ileana comes. Ileana, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing she says, and I kind of liked it. I like these rules and boundaries and stuff. She comes in with, you know, really prepared, and we've never had that. We're flying off the cuff all the time, and I I dig it. I I want to be guided. First thing she says is, I listen to the shows, and I'm not imitating her right now, but <laughs> I listen to the shows, and you can hear the buzzing from the cell phones. And I walked in here, I go, Eliana, I'm turning off my cell phone, watch this. 
no buzzing, and the first thing nice. was that mine. That really? was yours. And really? all I wanted I turned to it tell off, her, you saw me turn it All off. I wanted to tell her is what? it's only Craig's phone that buzzes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's completely on silent. All you see how you read it? You wanted to rat out Big Daddy, didn't you? You and wanted I to rat. You, you wanted. Didn't. You were going to. But you didn't, but you just did. You got to lead by example. You're the boss. Did you see me? Did you see me turn it off? I can't lead it by example. I'm a tech tard, so apparently I didn't turn it off when I thought I did. I turned it. Anyway, I really tried. <laughs> I tried, but I failed. I know. But here's what I'd like to do. Here's what I want to manifest in, and this goes for you guys as well, is I am really looking for partnerships. You know, they're partnerships. They're relationships. And that's where in any relationship, what's important in the relationship is that you have communication. And in any relationship, whether it's a paramour or whether it's, your, you know, your significant other, whatever it is, it's that it's that bond that I'm looking for in every relationship. What's well, mm. a good friend across the street? My neighbors, I'm great friends with them. My other neighbor, you know, I golf with them. You know, it's like those things. It's but it's based on equality. It isn't based on the big daddy and the pay and he's in charge and all that kind of stuff. And that's what and that's what I would love to do. Hey, listen, we'll put it out to the callers. Do you have those situations where you have been in a? Uh, uh, you know, a boss relationship of having a boss. You've been a boss. You've been both. And and how have you maintained that? I mean, where are your boundaries? What do you do about this? And, you know, I've actually come to a place where I'm going, here's one thing that doesn't work for me anymore. If it doesn't resonate f with me mm -hmm. and if I feel some toxicity and if I feel that thing that I was talking about earlier, the, you know, the resentment and it's based on that, I got to cut it. Go I got to let it go. And that's where the revolving door or the cliff <laughs> that's, I'd be curious that's where to that hear how, where the resentment comes from. Which, what, what, like what? why uh, resentment comes from the people that you employ. All right, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about and we'll take your phone calls at 323-622-8623. Uh, we're talking about revolving doors. Are you are you a revolving door? Do you cause a revolving door? Have you been uh, have hit you by been a revolving door? Hit by a revolving door? <laughs> have you ever been kicked to the curb? Have you ever caught your skirt in a revolving door? I know I have. Anyway, we're coming back uh, right after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout and save 20%. That's right.
listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. It's worth watching today, radio worth watching, because I'm wearing epaulets. <laughs> <laughs> I like epaulets. I'm a fan of the Do epaulets. you really? Yeah. I think I look idiotic. I've got a couple shirts with epaulets. Do you really? I don't know. Is that what those are called? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, the little thing on the shoulder. Epaulets. And this, I got this shirt, I'll admit it, for $7. That's what happens when you become a boss. Okay, <laughs> you got to save money. Shirts get cheap. And everything gets cheap. I don't spend any money on myself anymore. You should. This entire anymore? Huh? <laughs> Did you ever? That's true. <laughs> I know. I went through a phase. Actually, I I dated someone who told me you need to start taking care of yourself, and she said. We're going shopping. I'll never forget this. And she said, "You're we're going to go shopping, and you're going to get an expensive jacket so you can look good on stage. Two expensive jackets. And it was in San Francisco. We went to the top place. And I am telling you, I was shaking. Like, like <laughs> I was shaking signing that damn uh, credit card. for. It was a $1,000 jacket. Uh, you're talking about a guy that, you know, shopped at uh, Goodwill. I yeah. I got plenty of things at Goodwill before. I get hand me downs. I grew up with hand me downs. You must have really trusted her opinion <laughs> to, to, to buy I, a thousand dollar jacket. I had faith, and then I got another jacket for eight hundred dollars. So it was eighteen hundred dollars for two jackets. Mm -hmm. By the way, nineteen ninety two still have them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I'll I'll wait till they come back in style. One of them is bright red. Nice. Yeah, I went with a bright oh, you red. Should wear that. It's Versace, and I was like, yeah. really happening back in '92 or whatever. And I even have a one of my album. How I'm wearing that jacket. Oh man, I always wanted a bright thin red lapels. Suit. Oh, it not wasn't a suit. I, well, I always wanted a bright red suit. Did you really? Yeah. That was like a goal of yours is to have a bright red suit. I think suit? it's because of the Harry Connick Jr. album where he's got the red suit on. I was always a fan of his as a kid. I, I know what you like can that. give uh, Joel for his Christmas bonus <laughs> this year. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I'm the boss now. Use the boss. A few minutes ago, it was socialism around here. Craig, none of us are making money. And now all of a sudden, see, I became I, the dictator. I came to your side because it Went is right laugh it off with Craig Shoemaker. Right. <laughs> so now I got to, it's right. Now I got to pay, pay people. So we didn't get any phone calls. I think part of the problem uh, is a lot of people download us. By the way, we're setting uh, some really good numbers. Nice. Yeah, we're doing very well. We're going to do even better now. Now that we don't have a revolving door, we have a permanent, at least for today, Ileana's brand new to the team. We've chained her to the but floor. You, you can call us. I think that uh, one of the issues is this phone number is difficult. Okay, I don't know if it comes up on their screen, but I will give it once again and see if you would like to talk about revolving doors, bosses, your bosses, your bad boss stories. Did they go over the line? Did they try to have an affair with you? Did you have an affair with her? Did, he have, did you have an affair with him? Whatever it is, I would love to hear these over-the-boundary stories about bosses and workers 323823 3, 3, 3, see i can't even say it i'm reading <laughs> 6228623 now that part says toad cuz we're with the toad hop network uh -huh. 8623 spells toad so anyone who wants to call us and participate in this we would love to do that but our show i think in this podcast world i think one of the difficulties is most people listen later when they can yeah. And Ileana, when Ileana was on the show before, we had a, it was at noontime back east. So noontime, you know, you're supposed to be at work, which is, has to do with what we're saying here. Now, I've had people that work for me, and I'll walk into the room, and they are listening to stuff and watching stuff. The other day it happened. I walked in, and they're watching the convention. 
Uh-huh. And I'm and I'm and I'm just going. Wait a minute. I'm paying for them to watch the convention right now. <laughs> yeah, makes no sense to me. So that's again, I go to the boss guy, and I can understand. Not that I dig. I don't dig a lot of the wealthy people. You know that, right? A lot of the corporate dudes, you uh-huh. know, I think that they should definitely share more of this wealth. And I'm not talking about socialism. I'm saying, look, a $300 million bonus for a failed company is something you might want to think about. You know what I mean? I'm no. not telling you what to do with your money, but I'm saying that that's pretty damn shady. That's not something good. And I don't even know how you look at yourself in the mirror. I'm sure that they have all the justification just like everyone does. Mm-hmm. But uh, So your but- employees were watching the convention. Yeah, yeah, watching the convention, and I've been, I've been, uh, you know, uh, I've been a boss for a long time. Have you ever owned a business, Sarah? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make it. Uh, yes, we can make that my, question multiple choice. I think it makes you more comfortable. <laughs> this is my business. You, you're pointing to your body my and your whole, whole your aura, your whole self whole is self. your business. Yeah, because I'm an entertainer, right? A writer. I'm okay. my business, right? No, you're, I don't know. I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have that, and you yeah. have your writing, which is content and which is valuable mm-hmm. and has a value. Mm-hmm. And then you have to sell that content in some form. Pay taxes on TV shows. We have a freaking caller right now. Oh, there you go. We have a caller. Uh, we're talking about revolving doors, business. We're talking about bosses, being a boss, being a worker among workers. And who's on our line? Hello. You're welcome to the uh, the Socialist Network because everyone, it's everyone's <laughs> hey, Craig, show. this is Rev Kev. How are you? Oh, great. How are you doing, Kev? Uh, doing great. Hey, got a question for you. Yeah. Um, you seem to have this great per, uh, rapport with your, with everyone there. And you were talking about like bosses versus the uh, the people who work for them. I have I've had unique situations where, like, as in my position, where my secretary is also one of my parishioners. Mm-hmm. So this is Rev Keb, by the way, yeah. who is who has a, uh, a parishioners because he's a reverend. Reverend. Okay, and that's, by the way, a whole other benevolent father yeah. situation right there. You've got yeah. that other element. You're supposed to have all the answers for them and tell them. Yeah, so so when they come to my office to complain about something, it's sort of like, okay, am I the pastor or am I the, the boss? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have – it's an interesting situation you're talking about. Do you ever say to them, here's what the solution is. The solution is uh, let's pray about it. Well, and, and, I, and, I, and we do. But at the same time, it's sort of like, okay, we ha- this is how we have to deal with this situation. And then they'll come back and say, well, you know, sort of like if it's a, a personal problem, it's okay. Is it a personal problem with you that we just need to discuss sort of like in a pastoral role? Right. Or is it a work-related issue to where you're asking for the time off because you need to do- go take care of A, B, and C? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. And then, and then when you're praying with them, and if it does have to do with you, you're leading the prayer, and you're going to want to lead it your way, too. I would pray that you find enough money because I can't afford it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pray that you show up to work tomorrow because I've got to be out of the office. Yeah. <laughs> you show up to work. I pray. <laughs> Uh, I pray that you're really good masseuse because <laughs> I need my shoulders rubbed right now. 
Well, listen, I, I would love to go that far. Sometimes, sometimes, look, as a boss, we have sore shoulders. Don't you feel like going, hey, can you rub my shoulders? But no, that's over the line, I'd it say. It's over probably the over the boundary. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. same with if you would ask me to br- now. All right, yeah, no touching. I'm going <laughs> no touchy. That's the boundary. No touchy. What, what, what happens at Toad Hop stays at Toad Hop. <laughs> no, that's not true. It all goes out on the air. There's not a single thing that doesn't go out on the air. Unfortunately for me, it all gets exposed. Is that that clearing the air thing? Clearing yeah. the space. We do clear the space here, but we do it when we don't even call it that. I mean, it's it's constantly, and you know, we're we're, we're letting things go, which has to do with, by the way, your business. Is that's a lot of what I believe prayer and meditation is about, and your suggestions that you're giving to people has has to do with let's find a uh, some divine order here instead of staying in our stuckness or our fear, our doubts, our worries, and that's what you're you're kind of doing. So now, have you been in this position of being a boss? Have you been a worker among workers? Jeez, yeah. I you know you just sounded like Sarah when I asked her the last question. <laughs> I, I, I'm full of stumpers today. Uh, now, have you been you know on your way up to becoming a minister? Uh, I'm sure you didn't do it the way I did it online. <laughs> so, I'm sure you did uh, get ordained uh, from a, a church in North Dakota that you never met anybody. But anyway, I uh, I'm wondering when you're on your way up and and doing what you're doing, what did you do for a living? Before, you mean before becoming a pastor? Yeah, pastor, yeah. Before you became a pastor, what did you do? Um, I've worked customer service jobs. I was an emergency dispatcher, um, mm. delivery driver. I used to drive a semi-truck. So, so in the semi-truck, I really kind of was out on my own in a sense, but I would still work for a company. For yeah, and all these jobs, though, you had to answer to somebody. And what was your relationship with those people? Did you have any sort of a, <clears throat> excuse me, a personal relationship with them? Well, uh, yes, and um, especially like in our disp- when I was an emergency dispatcher, um, you had to really have a good rapport with everyone you were working with because you'd have those moments where emergency calls were just coming in back. Well, back, that, that's back, a different back. situation. You're not going to listen to somebody's feelings when you're talking about emergency. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I but, just wanted to take a pause here and talk to you about the way that you spoke to me yesterday. I want to draw a boundary. Wait a minute. There's somebody dying over here. There was, it was kind of yeah. frenetic, and there was a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so, but you'd have – but it would be kind of weird because you'd have a supervisor that um, – for example, I had a supervisor that I did not get along with very well. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also responsible for dispatching an ambulance. And then, in one case, my amb- that ambulance was in a traffic accident on the way to a call. So now I have to figure out what happened to my ambulance, respond another ambulance to that call, respond uh, another ambulance to take care of the ambulance that was in the traffic accident. Mm-hmm. And in the meanwhile, I've got my supervisor screaming at me going, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're in their own fear space as well. And, and that's the thing that people don't understand. Thanks for calling, Rev Kev. Uh, no problem. You guys take care. Thank you. And that's the thing that people uh, kind of don't get is when somebody is – I had a situation last night, which we'll talk about, um, mm-hmm. speaking of revolving door and speaking of bosses and so forth where uh, I travel with openers, but it's more than just traveling with an opener. It's a business. Mm-hmm. I have a business with um, with them. I establish it. I say, here you go. Here's the offer, okay? 
And this is the offer I've made to, I think it's been going on 15 years right now. I'm still present. I'm just checking out the screen to see if we have more callers calling in than I, because something's moving over there. And something's moving? Oh, you're still present? You're still here? All right. Well, anyway, after callers. It seems like people are like checked in or something. We'll have to figure All it right, out. All right. We'll figure yeah. it out. Okay. Let's, let's move into right. the, into the presence. So the openers. So, so the openers as which you've been that as well. Yeah. You've for been about assist- six months. Yeah. Everything here applies yeah. <laughs> today. I will give you the other perspective. Oh, great. Okay. So my, um, my deal is I'll say to someone, I'll say, okay, here you go. Here is, um, your career is at this point. This is what my, idea would be okay this is what my thinking is your career is at this point where you can work you know we get in line at a place and do five minutes and get a couple dollars if if you know some are bringer shows yeah Yeah, maybe you might get a couple dollars i'll now take that career and microwave it put it into a microwave and now you're working a rooms in front of full houses you're upping your status you're up you're getting you're gaining more respect you're getting stage time in front of professional audiences mm-hmm. so this is the way i'm looking at it. it's just going to take everything i'll help mentor you i'll write some jokes for you so here are all the things that are inclusive within this framework as i see it so here's what i basically in a deal i'm giving you mm-hmm. whoever that person is who opens for me and 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 therefore you now have connections to work uh, you know i know somebody one of the people open for me, you know, opens for, uh, you know, Bill Maher, mm-hmm. which is that doesn't happen if you're in line at the haha room. It right. doesn't happen. He's not going to the haha room to find someone. He's going to look for somebody that has the credibility. They've been vetted because they toured with me, another headliner. And that's how another headliner looks at it. He's go, oh, this guy. Or this gal, they, gal, I sound like I'm in the 20s. Yeah, this gal, <laughs> this see? Gal, see? Yeah, I got this gal. I got this new broad I for took, you. I took this broad on the road with me, <laughs> see? And that dame was doing everything I needed her to do. <laughs> I said, look, I got a career for you, see? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to put you in front of people, lots of people. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna up your profile, see? It's going to be light. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. That's right. You've just got to be a dame. you got to get up there and look good, see? Tell some jokes. Tell some little things. I'll help you out with those jokes. I'll refine them and I'll craft them with you, but you got to be a dame. That's a clip we should pull right there. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, so that's the offer that I'd like to give is I say, here, okay, here's what you're going to get, and, and then some. There's things I'm not even mentioning. If, let's say you have a show that you want to promote. Now you're in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have never would have seen you, heard of you, and now you get to promote them. Don't tell me my phone went off again. Uh, Please, it's just one. construction. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I'm trying my best to focus. <laughs> I have Ileana with so cue good. cards over here. She's holding them up. Stay on topic. Stay on point, shoemaker. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> doing my best. Don't cry. Don't cry. I'm doing my best. I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so it's all of these things that it comes with. And I say, plus, I don't really have a lot of money. So I'm, you know, it goes to, you want to talk to my ex, get the check a little less. <laughs> you know, maybe that you can do and I'll bonus you. <laughs> yeah. So. Whatever you can do, here are some possibilities for bonus. You know, maybe you can do some videos with me. I'll pay you this. So there's all these little things. You know, maybe we write something together and, you know, uh, and then basically the club pays you and I'll pay you. Here's my merchandise. Here you That's can have, a good deal. You can have 20% of the merchandise of which I invest in. I lose some of it. So it's, it's really a lost leader for me. I actually mm-hmm. don't make money on the merchandise, but they do. 
So that's what's important to me is they're taken care of. So there's my perspective. So I come to you and I came to Sarah and said that deal. So that was the deal. So what I get back is it's somebody to warm up the crowd a little bit, you know, somebody that takes care of maybe the the cards, mm-hmm. you know, counting the room because these people rip you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just go, what was the count? Well, they said it was 120 and I counted 490. <laughs> There's a little discrepancy, Craig, and I'm having a problem dealing with the owner right now who's pissed at you for counting the room. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, sort of like even be that person, you know, be the neutral party in dealing with that, making sure I have a water on the stage. You know, not a lot. There's not a lot to the responsibilities, but I expect those to be in return for here are my sacrifices, here are yours, and hopefully you make a little money, and I'll go find you other jobs and so forth. So there's the deal. So I have had this with a number of people. And in that revolving door, which we were talking about earlier, they revolve right out. Mm-hmm. That's the part that, as the as a human being, that I'm upset by. I'm upset by it. I talked to Rich about it the other day on the way on our drive, because he's he came back. You know, he was gone for a little while, but it, he isn't like a lot of the other openers where I literally never speak to them. I, and my thing is, well, they, they couldn't log in a call, but then he says to me, "Well, do you log calls into them?" Mm-hmm. You know, so there's the response, my self responsibility, which I always go to. I've always got my accountability, but I mean, I I also come from this like, hey, my kids love the, them, every one of them, my kids love, and then when they disappear, I have to sort of explain that to children, of which I don't get it completely because I have friends literally since kindergarten, mm-hmm. loads of them. So that's how, where I'm coming from. Is I really establish relationships and love to grow with people and have have the great communication and you could go a whole year without talking to a really close friend that's yeah. no problem either but i just watched a few of them most of them go off they go off and i actually and i look at their resume and i'm going wait a minute you wouldn't be working any of those places if it wasn't for me and then there's the other element of hey just take it one moment and say i want to thank you for that and that's the other element of is it it's so I don't get to thank you. Now I go back to me as the worker. I didn't do that. No. I never did that. I walked out resenting every one of them. Yeah. So you see what I mean? So that's the that's the condition that I'm in right now is is I want that, but I also am accountable for that. And uh, so anyway, what are your do thoughts? Do you think you walk, they walk out and you don't hear from them because there's resentment on their yeah. side? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do I don't you, think there's a question. Do you think? Do you know why that? That is because personally, on the opening, I have no. I loved it. It was it was a perfect thing for me, and I have nothing like but good good experiences on that. Yeah, you did, and and you also were expressing gratitude, and also the one thing I think I complimented you off the air about this is one thing I love is I really do like helping people. Mm -hmm. So I would help you with your act, and and other people became lazy too. That was the other thing. I have openers that just that's the only act you're going to see. You're not going to see one line different. They're just going to keep repeating the same thing, mm-hmm. which is never going to get you any further. And I would want to inspire them and say, come on, we have, we're going to drive 300 miles. You want to like discuss? Let's discuss. You're talking about a guy that really knows what he's talking about in his business. Yeah. Ask me. And that's the one thing you would do, yeah, which is also what yeah. I would see in the relationship is I love that. Yeah. I'm not getting paid for you know, helping you. No, it was you. awesome. You'd watch every single set of mine. And then after the show, you'd give me some notes of help like, to punch things up. And it was awesome. Like I never felt anything but support as an opener. So I don't know if I have like where. So I'm wondering what the resentment is from them. From them. Because I didn't feel that way on the road. Maybe we should have them on the show. <laughs> All in. Would that be wild? 
Could they be honest? Do you think they could be honest? I don't think they'd be honest because Rich wasn't (laughs) on this trip. (laughs) That's a whole other thing we'll get into. Yeah, well, I'm just curious, like where, you know, where does that come from, or what's that relationship? What's the dynamic? Again, I do believe it has to do with daddy kids. It's like kids for me. I'm honest to God. It sometimes it turns into a kid thing. I don't want it to be that way. You don't think so? Nope. You don't think that's any element whatsoever? I think I, I now mean, are you thinking of as them right now or are you thinking as you right now I'm probably both I'm probably you know I'm because I don't know if I felt you know if it or maybe it is a power issue like maybe a power like a control thing I think that you have different relationships with men than you do women you know I think that they're a little bit different how you talk to the guys versus the girls wow okay and, and how do you think that manifests itself um what does that look like I think I'm having you, a conversation let's say rich opens for me and I have conversations all the way up with him. I think you're a little bit more sensitive to women too. Like I think you talk to guys like they're guys. Like they can oh. handle like a like they can handle the toughness, you know, and the like without the you're a little softer with me. I noticed you're softer when you talk to me. And you think I'm a hard ass with well, you dudes? You don't because now I Joel, Joel, I've, I've never had. I don't think you could say that, right? Yeah, there's. there's I, mean, I don't having... think there's. I think there's zero hard ass with you and me. No, we're not that close. We're not that opportunity, but yeah, yeah, we're not that close or anything. But uh, I mean, I don't. uh, But I, I'm hearing you, and I and I see that. But that uh, now, Ileana worked for me. Did he ever explode for for you? Explode? Did you ever like get like because you can you can get Philly right? You have (laughs) never gotten Philly on me. That's so funny. You should say that. I call it going Philly. Yes, I, I went Philly this week. Right. I went Philly this week twice. On both revolving doors. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever go Philly on you? No. Uh, no, no. Not at no. all. Uh, he went, uh, you know, Panamanian and <laughs> Canadian. Tasmanian. What the hell is Panamanian? Uh, you brought your machete put, to I work. I put on a big hat and I. <laughs> big hat for the sun and I took out a machete. I had one thing with you, Ilian, I remember, but I definitely did not respond in a Philly thing. I, I felt betrayed this one time when I pulled into the studio and you had arranged for uh, for other guys to use the studio. I remember that, the comics, and I walked in. I was You don't remember this? I have selective memory. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it helps me get through the day. <laughs> or you were drunk. Uh, so Possibly. One of the two things. And I remember that was our uh, little thing, but I definitely handled it in much more of a sensitive way. So should we get to what happened over, uh, the, which will lead into our next topic, Ileana? Look at I this. like it. I like it. We got road trips, but we also have lie to me. That's right. This actually, it, lies, this can be sweet little lies. Okay, I'll, you guys keep singing, and I'll bring I'll bring this <laughs> that's, up. That's with all this anyone is. knows of that song. Oh no, no. Which do you want to go to next? Do you want to go to "Lie to Me"? I think it would be so. out of order, but I'm going to do it. Let's all right, go. I'm going to go wacko now on you. I'm going. I'm taking this somewhere else. Oh my god. No, I'm still sticking with the people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to be mad at me. Okay, I said that in a very sensitive way. I didn't go, I'll never go Philly on women. I guess. But I did snap twice in the last week, okay, with a Philly thing. Now, I'll tell you what happened. So I've got this other guy that was working for me. And um, so ironically, Rich was with me on the speakerphone when I dealt with him. I dealt with this other situation, and I was lied to. I mean, a lot of times. (laughs) like, And it really bothers me. And here's the other thing is I'm extremely intuitive. So it's like children is like, you know, with, with children, I already know. So just tell me the truth. That's what I want to say to everybody. Just tell me the truth because I know it already anyway. And that will get, develop, develop trust. 
Justin, do you know the Justin, truth or do you know your side of the truth? No, no, I know the truth. The truth? Honest to God, I do. Okay. I know when people are lying. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm really good at it. And this person that I had this thing with knows that too. Yeah. So, and no one ever wants to get caught. So now they're going to, they're either going to have two things that are happen. They'll either completely come clean and then you get some growth from that. Yeah. And this goes for anyone listening. Trust me on this one. My son came up to me and told me unsolicited some heavy duty thing and admitted it. And this is a thing that you would go to daddy normally and daddy would kick your ass <laughs> back in the day, right? Okay. Do you know what I did with him? I hugged him and I said, thank you. And I developed trust with him in that moment. And he developed trust with me. Now he knows he can come to me and he's yeah. not going to be punished and have consequences for being honest. Yeah, That's great. So you can't go into things with the, I don't want to disappoint because then it turns into a whole thing. It, then you start weaving webs and webs and webs yeah. of lies. And then it becomes increased, and so does my angst, and so does my anxiety, because I know that they're doing it anyway. So he lied to me. I kept catching him, catching him, catching him. And Rich knew this, and we're on speakerphone, and he hears me deal with him. And he's there, wow, because he thinks I'm the Philly guy, because I did snap at him once. And he's there, wow, the way you handled that was amazing. <laughs> and I'm going, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I really did handle it with serenity and compassion because I understand I've been that guy. That's what I was trying to say earlier. If you're a boss or you're a worker, it doesn't matter. We've been you at some point, unless you're Mitt Romney, you never have been. <laughs> okay, which we'll get to. That's another topic. I see it on my cue cards. <laughs> We're going to get to that. You know, some people, and this is the problem I do have with some of the wealthy people that have never had to struggle, but most bosses, especially small business bosses, have the compassion because they had to work their way up, and they are you at one time, including lie, cheat, and steal. We've all done it. So we have compassion for that, if that's where you want to go with it. But just get to the truth, and then you can have recovery, and then you can have something good to manifest. So uh, we're driving. Now, two days later, he, here he is all proud of me. Wow, the way you handled that. Two days later, I lost it on the same guy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, I went total Philly. You listen to me! Whoa. I, I, I just went off. Oh, no. I, I know. I know. Do you apologize? I gave you enough rope, for God's sakes. <laughs> Are you? Because he did it again and again and again since that nice talk. And, I'm, you know, I you know, was going, I talk nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I get. I let it out. I let it out. I'm not saying it's to be, it's a good thing. I'm just telling you the truth. You know, you hit a certain point as a boss or as a father or as a, a companion as a friend at a certain point where you get lied to enough you, you know you have to have real major patience and you have to really work on your conditioning in that department and that day i wasn't very conditioned <laughs> must not have done my spiritual stairmaster that day <laughs> because i lost him and he hung up on me <laughs> anyway revolving door he's out is he <laughs> gone he's gone out of your life no, no, not not rich. Oh, the other one. I'll okay. get on with rich. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, we have more. I hope this is compelling for you as it is for me. That's what that's what I like to achieve on our show. We just throw it out there. I'm not a mirth monkey. If an impression happens, it happens. I, I don't do magic. I never have done that. But uh, you know, this isn't a performance. This is hopefully to help you get through your day in a fun way. We'll find the funny in whatever we do. And we hope that you come back. Not we hope you come back. I know you're coming back. Or I'll Philly on your ass. <laughs> <laughs>
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, and before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. You know, Sarah, I've, I've always been meaning to tell you this. There's a compliment that you gave me a long time ago that I, I like, but there's another side of me that doesn't like it. Because of... How did you know that? Because we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, I, I, the word transparent I didn't, I didn't hear that. The, the, means like, you know, cellophane man. Like, you're, you know, you can see through... Which I don't know if that was – I know you meant it as a compliment, and I actually like that about me. Is it's, a, it's basically honesty mm-hmm. and candor, yeah. right? Right. But then you have transparency added to that, and that's what we're talking about today. Um, welcome back. We are uh, – I'm talking about – I had a couple of things that have happened recently where I was lied to, already knew it, and uh, what happened from that was uncomfortable – 
And yet I'm going to tell you a story of a healing that took place. And that's what I'd like to do in my life and hence put it out in the air. And some people pick up on it. Some people go, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a dick. I snapped on the one guy. He was working for me. And, um, I mean, one day, I'll give you an example. And tell me how you would feel, okay? I'm going to ask you guys empathically how you would feel about this. Okay. So he's working for me. It's a Monday. And it was when a toad hop moved over to this studio. Yeah. I say to him, oh, my God, you know, I'm on the road. And I said, and we we're going to do what we're going to throw a best of in there. And we're like, where are we throwing it from? Where are we going to put this thing? And I go, quick, call Joel and, and go meet Joel over at Toad Hop. Can you get there in 15 minutes? He goes, I'm not sure if I can get there in 15 minutes, okay? So uh, he goes, but I'll call Joel. So now I'm in Pennsylvania, and I'm trying to, you know, put out fires. So he uh, then – uh, you know, contacted Joel, and Joel was in here and, you know, took care of some things. But not him, but because you'll find out why. I then find out from my friend who he told he was in Las Vegas. <laughs> so he couldn't have been here in 15 minutes. <laughs> On a super jet, you couldn't be here in 15 minutes. Wow. So there is what he would probably justify is say, well, I didn't lie, but that's the lie of omission, which yeah. is also very big. And when I say, can you get there in 15 minutes, your response needs to be, not only am I in Vegas, I'm charging you to be in Vegas because <laughs> he's yeah, hourly well, and it's a Monday. So yeah. that was the, ri the so there's another there's another you know yeah. pile on of of a life. Now that was the one where I was handling it okay, and like I said, I then eventually snapped, and now we've severed ties. Okay, so just to play devil's advocate, devil's advocate, great. I love devil's advocate. Could Please give it to me. Be doing his job from Vegas, Did not when you're in a depend? car. You can't do you can't do this job in a car. Okay, and and yet I got charged for the car, you yeah. know the car ride. You can't. Oh, well, you just. Yeah. You the simply can't. You can make a couple yeah. phone calls, but not sure. five hours worth. Right. And you have no internet. Right. Yeah, basically, come on. You know. Yeah. And besides, I had nothing to say as a boss. Of there was no communication. Like I'm going there. What do you think? As a boss, you have to understand. You've got to involve. If you have like, if you have an agenda, you have to be somewhere. I'm just telling you this flat out. You tell them full on communication. I need to take this day off, a personal day, whatever it is. You could get specific, non-specific, whatever it is. I'm going to do this. Is that okay with you? Mm. Would you? Would the? Would it be okay? And I took care of my business, and I took care of this. So you're taking care of because all you want to do is have somebody have your back yeah. as a boss. Mm -hmm. Does was he working for you? And he you could every have said Monday? to me, "What number do you want me to bet on in Vegas?" You make a little. Right. <laughs> was he working for you Mondays specifically? Of course. I know that. Was it five days a week? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Five days a week, Monday. But I had no idea he was in mm -hmm. Vegas, and so who told me was my opening act told me Rich, who's back being my opening act. So he's the one that told me, and I'm going. He was where? <laughs> he was in Vegas. And I, so anyway, uh, again, this is not about outing someone. This is about finding my accountability, my responsibility, so severed ties, but hopefully still have a great relationship where we can communicate with one another and grow. Uh -huh. it's a, it's a, look, it doesn't take – that's what I'm trying to say. The boss can grow too. You know, It's not like you and I'm going to dictate how you grow. I'm growing in that relationship. I'm growing in how you can communicate better. I'm gr growing in – how can I, you know, find out how Vegas worked for me? <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. So we all go through these little things. So now, Rich, on the on the way up to, we did Sacramento this weekend, and I've been funny enough. It was like our two year anniversary, and it's the first place we worked together. Aww. Of which we have been through 
amazing uh, levels. Like it started off the worst. I actually he was on stage. <laughs> he knows this. And I went, who in the hell recommended this guy? Because <laughs> I had never met him before. Yeah. He was literally sweat was flying <laughs> off of him. I've never seen sweat like that. It was it would it flew into the audience into people's drinks. Some people said I didn't order salt in my margarita. It, it was that bad, and it was and he was panicked and it was just awful. And I tried to have a talk with him and he looked at me like you know like that dog looks at you with that you know that look. He had no idea what I was saying because I was yeah. trying to get a little like deeper with it. So that was that. And then uh, we talk about this. By the way, don't want to rat her out, but Sarah's cell phone is going off, okay? But it's not. She ratted me earlier. <laughs> Mine's not vibrating. It's not vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfectly all right. See, I tried to get I, I, I wanted to get I wanted to get some even keel thing here going on. And and Ileana's approving of it. Right, by the way, I wanted to admit something. I feel like Ileana's the mother right now. Okay? Ileana's the mother. I'm talking about this whole daddy thing. She's the mother. She's got cards at me. Get to the topic. <laughs> she's telling me about my cell phone, and then now she's already taking your side. I baked you cookies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I wasn't going on the good side of things. I was oh. giving my resentment list. <laughs> okay? So, uh, so Rich, we have had all these levels of development, which has been fantastic. I mean, there was then I was going, i got to get rid of this guy, but I had already committed to him. And I said these words. I go, did you get your ticket to North Carolina? <laughs> this was two years ago. Uh. And if he said no, we would have probably never spoken again. Or if he said uh, no, yeah, we would be, but he ended up, I'm like, oh, geez, he's going. And then we had this long ride, and we ended up, whoosh, went up a whole other level. He quit smoking. He became this other guy. He became lighter. And I'm even on stage, every single thing in his life. But now we still were chugga, chugga, chugga. It starts to get to be that relationship of, you know, he's he's getting a little bit of a take me for granted kind of thing, and we're not communicating as well. He's avoiding, blah, 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 blah. So this weekend, I smelled a rat on – we're not about one to, of the ones in your house. No, not one of the ones in my house. There's no trap for this one. Uh -huh. And my I should say my intuitive sense started speaking to me again. I go, you know what? I think he's lying to me. And I didn't want to see it, but I did. So I did one little research to confirm it. And I go, you told me you were working um, at this place. I go, you know, they have another headliner listed. I, I said it like, here's your information. You might want to take care of this. But I, <laughs> I knew he was lying. Yeah. And, he, and you heard him on the other end go, oh, I, I better call her right away. <laughs> and he calls. And he, so he hangs the phone up. And I just let it go. you know. And sure enough, he calls me back and goes, I got to admit something. I lied. <laughs> So and he had lied about this whole thing. He had this whole story about this woman, you know, oh, she's crazy. So he had a little description of her, like, I can't contact her because, you know, she's not getting back to me. I knew what was going on. Yeah. He wanted this other job and not the job he had with me because this happened to be a lower paying week and all that kind of stuff. But just tell me the truth. That's what I where I come from. Anyway, here's what happened last night. So I uh, allow him the freedom to, like, kind of amend this situation, right? Mm -hmm. I let it go. I also put it on Facebook. <laughs> Non-specific. <laughs> so I ask people. It was funny. You know what's funny about Facebook is people love to give advice. Uh -huh. And all I oh, said yeah. these words, I go, somebody logged to me, a colleague, da 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 You know, what would you, what would you do is what I said. I asked that specific question. Nine out of ten, here's what you need to do. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's what people go. 
You need to give them rat poison. <laughs> I mean, there was that one. I know that was kidding, but yeah. Yeah. but I said. Then I said in another post, I go, no, I asked you what you would do, uh-huh. which is kind of like the topic that I'm going to bring up right now. What would you do? And that is a different question. People will give you a different answer if you really say, no, no, no. Now, what should uh, did yeah. you do, whatever? Yeah. What would you do? So give us a call right now, 323-622-8623. That's 323. That's the area code in Hollywood, 622-TOAD, 8623. So that's the question that I'm asking is, what would you do in that situation where you have a trusted colleague, a person that, and I say colleague because that's what it is. It's a person you work with. Yeah, there's a little bit of four, but he's also being paid by people that I'm getting and paid by. You know what I mean? I arrange for the comedy clubs to pay him. So what would you do? Give us a call, and I'd love to hear from you. Before or after okay, the yeah. amends? What's that? What would we do before or after the amends? Has he made the amends or not? Okay, uh, there's the next situation. Okay, To me, amends, this is what some people in 12-step programs don't understand, in my opinion. Amends isn't, I'm really sorry I did that. It's not. Yeah. It's not what it is. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for the person on the other side of it. And I won't let that happen again. First of all, that's not true. We could easily let that happen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But amends is actual actions that show, that demonstrate fully that you get it, that you get what happens. So you make, you, you make uh, reparations. You repair it as best as you possibly can of the damage that you did. Mm-hmm. And the damage is not from just, uh, you know, I lie. There's a whole web that's going on. You got to, you know, go take care of those things. So I said, let it go. You know, I did my little Facebook thing. I saw some feedback, got some good feedback. I always like the spiritual feedback, you know, about forgiveness and about energy. And that, that's how I respond. I really do dig that. And some people, you know, gave a little quote. I'm not a real big quoter guy. You know, they quoted Neil Donald Walsh, who I really like, and I follow him mm-hmm. on Twitter. It's Conversations with God. Great. Now I needed to hear that that day. That was great. So mm-hmm. I'm glad somebody posted that. But I really want to know. <laughs> something me? gurgled up from someone. Is that me? That's I didn't even feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It was me. Oh, <laughs> no wonder you didn't feel it. <laughs> I love that Sarah took that on. We have a caller about this. Uh, that was me. I, I, something gurgled. I think uh, it was one of Ileana's stevia cookies. Probably. Mm. It was the stevia. I don't respond well to stevia. <laughs> this sounds like someone's calling from a car. That's impossible, isn't it? Hello. Hi. Melissa. Hi. Who's this? It's Melissa. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Good, good. And yes, I am calling from a car, so I apologize if you're on a Bluetooth. But um, I think that, well, what I do is I call it a truth bomb. And I think your main problem is in this situation is you. Because you are confusing the boss side of things with the emotional side of things. And if you're really going to treat it like a business situation, you wouldn't be so hurt by the lying. Now, I will say one thing. I said, this is so funny, Melissa. Now, you have to be honest about this. I said in the Facebook, and now I talked about it. I said, what would you do? And now you advised me. You said, here's what you're doing. And that's what I'm asking people to say. Tell me what you would do. That's what I'm asking. What would you do if you're in that situation? Well, I think it's uh, it's a situation I think everybody has been in. We've all been lied or deceived to at some point. Right. Um, 
And I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking to hear from people that say I'm looking for you, Melissa, to tell me. Yeah, here's a similar situation. Here's what I did. And here's what the results were. And that's and that's how I always believe that we can learn from those actions. Well, but here's the thing: is is you're kind of scraping for things that are not that won't necessarily fit your um, situation. Because especially with the Facebook post, I think you didn't get what you wanted because you weren't specific enough. Um, and so people weren't sure exactly how to respond to it and in the end people just want to help so they end up just telling you what they think you should do as opposed to what happened to them yeah exactly Um, but what i'm saying is i always respond better and i'm you know i'm not judging the people that posted the stuff that's great what they posted i thought it was kind of funny though that i literally used the words intentionally what would you do and i'm still saying that now in this phone call what would you do what would you do in a situation? What have you done in a situation where somebody who's, who's trusted, who you trusted, lied to you? What did you do? I think, again, it's a situation where business versus personal. And since this is a business situation, I'll relate it to a business situation. I've Great. Had, I was a dog trainer and had my own business for nine years. Um, I'm also very intuitive as to when people are lying to me. Yeah. And so there would be a lot of situations where we would have an aggressive dog and the people would have to put in the work if they were going to expect any kind of positive outcome. I'd come back the next week. The person said they did X, Y, and Z. I could see from the dog's behavior that they hadn't done it and that they mm. pretty much just wanted me to do all the work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, in those situations, it was just confronting them and, and understanding their point of view as well. In this case, this person was scared of the dog. So I think putting yourself in the other person's shoes and understanding their motives first before you confront them uh, create some more harmonious, uh, I guess, arguments for both sides. And that, and that's what you did. You put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, and I understood that they were embarrassed that they had let this dog get that mm-hmm. far, and then they were embarrassed that they were scared to try to fix the problem. And they admitted that, and you had a healing. Is that correct? We did, after a while. It, it took a lot of poking and prodding because there was a lot of pride involved in the situation. Yep, that's right. And, yeah. and I was, and I would say on both sides, there was pride involved because I knew I was right. And I had to step back from that situation of mm-hmm. wanting to be right to wanting to be correct, which I see is two different things. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And by the way, speaking of, uh, you know, you won't be able to relate to this, I relate completely to it, and I can apply it to this. I think it's a fantastic example. That's why I always try to get that from people is tell me what you did and how you felt and how you healed. And then you got the accountability factor in there that you're taking accountability for the pride and stuff like that. That's the ty- that, those are the type of things that I always resonate with, even even if it's like a you know, like a Tony Robbins. I always respect Tony Robbins and people like that, the Wayne Dyers, the Deepak Chopras, is when they come from that place of, you know, and this is the quote that you need to hear today. You know, <laughs> you need to hear this and you need to do this. You need to do that. I'll hear it. If they, if I glean it from their story, uh-huh. that's what that's what I, I'll remember somebody's story to this day. I remember a Wayne Dyer story from ten years ago about him going to his father's grave, and I, that worked for me. But he wasn't telling me you need to go to your father and do this, you know. But anyway, so Melissa, uh, listen, uh, contact me uh, personally so we can uh, hang. Yeah, 
I hung up on her. <laughs> sorry. Hung up on her. I'm not gonna try to lie. I'm really sorry, Melissa. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for admitting See, that, sir. Uh, this is what we're trying to come from. We're trying really to come sorry, from honesty and accountability. What she did bring up that I liked was just the yeah. amount of like embarrassment. Like once you've lied yeah. about something, oh, yeah. you're so, so embarrassed, and you know the justification that happens is you're like, if I tell the truth. They're going to judge me harder than I'm already judging myself. And I know that I did wrong. So, yeah. like, I'll just cover it up and then everything. The irony fine. is, the irony is, let's be honest. If you do tell the truth, we're, we're conditioned to think the other way. And we're going to get away with it. We're going to avoid it. And that's yeah. the other getting away with it. I'll be charming. I'll forget it's not going on. Instead of, like we talk about on our show, clearing that space. What it does is you now develop a whole other level of trust. Yeah. So what happened last night was I, I allowed this to happen. I let it breathe. You know, I looked at my accountability and how I draw this into my life and so forth. And I let it go. And now I had one little Philly moment because I in I, there was a couple things that I said, hey, can you do this? Uh, and so we can get moving after the show. we got to bolt out of here. I said, can you fill the car with gas, which it was only a quarter tank, and, and wipe the windows because it's filled with bugs from the trip up here. And, you, and you know, I let him use my car and stuff like this. So in my mind, I'm going, this should be something he would do easily, especially when he's in the hot, you know, in the, in the hot seat of you know, having to make amends for the lies. Oh, yeah. This had nothing to do with that. But I was saying, hey, can you do that? Because I'm going to do this and you do that. So we're like teaming up to get the hell out of here and get on the road so I can do this show. So I come out to the parking lot and um, I go, is it gassed up? And I could tell again instinctually <laughs> that he didn't want to do it. And I saw his face that he didn't want to do it. And I know why. And instinctually I knew it. And I just, and there goes another cover up and another lie. So now I'm up another level. He had taken, he didn't go to the gas station, he didn't gas up, and he had taken a napkin from the comedy club and wipes bug shit all over, right? And he's going, hey, it looks better, doesn't it? <laughs> so now there's the, the I'm going to convince you that this was the way to go, when it's basically like, no, I know you asked me five hours ago to do this, and I didn't do it, and here the re it doesn't even matter, I am sorry, and you know, let's pull over to the gas station right away, let me... Again, as I was saying before, don't just say you're sorry. Just, oh, man, uh, let's pull over right now, and I'm going to fill this thing with gas, and I'm going to clean your windows for you. That's how I would feel more trust. Mm. You see? Well, did he so, – Did he? so he borrowed your car? He or, borrowed my car used used it? with this girl and, you know, okay. used it to take her to the bus station. And that makes sense because if he didn't, then it would have felt probably like bitch work. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know. Well, no, it's a partnership too. I'm paying for all the gas. I'm driving him 400 miles. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's my car. He gets to use it. You know, while, while we're there, and all that. And I could. Here's the keys. Yeah. You know, I mean. So it's not bitch work. And by the way, that's another thing. Is you know, we have to discuss things like that when you're talking about somebody that's working for you. It's like they're gonna go. That's a great term. They're gonna go. Well, that one's in the category of bitch work, mm -hmm. in my opinion. In my opinion, as a boss, I'm going. No, it needs to be done. But you're not uh, technically the boss of, I mean, he is opening for you, but the clubs are paying him. So he's not like being paid. No, I pay him a merchandise and I'm right. paying him because I'm paying for his uh, trip. You know, I, I pay for all the gas, right? Right. You know. Right. Sure. Uh, okay. And I make sure. the arrangements and I'm, you know, the club could hire anyone, yeah, which they totally. all try to do and get the hotel food for free. All those things are all arranged. Yeah. So... I'm saying, hey, can you take care of this? We have to drive together. We got to get out of here. It's not bitch work. We got to get out of here quick because right, I really sense. wanted to get back. 
So it didn't take care of it. So now we start on the road. And now I'm fuming again. I'm back to fuming because, first of all, the other thing had already taken place. So I went Philly again. <laughs> I lost it. I know there's something wrong with me. I get what it. What did you say to him? You know, well, I basically, what, well, you want me to imitate myself again? Yes. You want me to do the full-on snappy snap? Please. Yeah. I like it when you turn red. Do you really? You yeah. like this? Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you couldn't clean the freaking windows? You couldn't go to the gas station? You know, for God's sakes, I mean, you, 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 I, 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 we're going to drive 400 miles. I got to look through bug shit with you wiped it around with a napkin. Are you kidding me? I don't ask for much. I'm not asking for much. Oh, I'm asking for your big class. It just clears it's an eighth of a tank. You couldn't put an eighth of a tank in. For God's sakes, I don't ask for much! You're there, you're drinking, you carted her to the bus station! You don't even know her! Was he cracking up? No! <laughs> like you are right now? Because I'm not directing it at you. Comical version. No, no, this is how I did it, but yeah. he's frightened. Yeah. And I, and, and, and he's frightened. Because that's what a guy like that does. I'm a big dude. And like you said, I would never do that with a female. Right. Right? I take that back. That is not true. I have done that with my ex-wife, for sure. <laughs> I have gone down that road of snappy Snapstein, and I lose it. I lose it. And it happens sometimes. So that's just the, that's a moderate version of, of that went on for about 20 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah, it went on for 20 minutes. That's and, a long time. And he's, well, maybe not 20, maybe 15. <laughs> and he got a couple words in, you know, like, you know hey, what, what are you doing? You know, like, he's like, and he's driving. I'm in the passenger seat of my own car. So he's driving. I'm looking. I, the, the bug shit really bothered me. <laughs> and, and you see it wiped. Yeah. And it just, it, again, it reminds me of when I was a teenager and you just do half ass, you know, and the, I'll get away with it. Mm. Yeah. I was done with the teenager getting away with it. So I became daddy again. Mm -hmm. And he can't hear it. So there's my accountability is people can't hear when you're shouting at them. They can't hear it. Because now they're just in fear and it's fighter. Uh, I always get it. Fright or flight. Flight or f fight or flight. Fight, fight, or, fight, fight or fight. And then there's fright. Yeah. <laughs> there's that too. From so he's in, you know, yeah, from the fright. Yeah. So he's in that he's in that area where I'm, I'm you know I'm just losing it now. I mean I'm just you know because again I hit the I hit my uh, what's that point of uh, ceiling? <laughs> this, I hit my ceiling. It happened the week before, and now you also have to understand again in a compassionate empath. I'm not begging you, but <laughs> hear me <laughs> in empathic sense is I have a limit. You know what I mean like when when it, you constantly have this coming at you of people kind of like conning you and you know and all that and it's always charming people by the way and they use that charm yeah they use that charm but they can't use it with me to a certain point like now you got to get actions yeah. you got to do better actions not the charm we're not going to make this go away by, by doing our little jokes we do between each other which he was ready to do that we got 400 miles of calling you stubby that's his new nickname he calls me yeah. i mean stubborn <laughs> right yeah other people think it means I have a stubby penis. Well, do it doesn't think, have anything to do with that. Do you think that he would, you know, there must have been some time where you've exploded on him before to realize. I did one. I, think, I did one, yeah. before the the kind of lies started happening. Oh, very interesting. Here, yes. let me say why. I, I, know because, what you, I know what you're saying. Because then, 
Because then he feels that he couldn't tell the truth or come Correct. to it without a reaction. Correct. Which is exactly why he lied to begin with. Because he thought that daddy was going to snap. Yeah. Mm. And it makes sense. He wants to get paid more money on this certain gig. Like, it, it makes sense. But it also, he has a fear of telling you that because he doesn't want to be snapped at. So he lies and then Correct. You were right at. on it, Sarah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And, and that was everything. It's like that avoidance. Of, listen, avoidance of pain is worse than any pain. Does everybody get that? what that means? Avoidance of pain is far worse than any pain. Like my son did not avoid anything, and he and he went right to the pain or right to the deal, and we had a great thing that happened Mm -hmm. because he was honest about it. So now, what happened on the trip, though? Now we have. So let's say it's 420 miles. That's 20 miles. We have another 400 to go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, right. We're, you know, part of me is going, I'm getting out. <laughs> or I'm kicking him out. One of the two of us is out of this car right now. Yeah. Like, where are we going to go with this? I'll tell you where we went after we take a little break because that's right. what that reggae is. It got good. Let me just say it gets really good in a very. I'm uh, to see how. Well, that's called the tease. I'm glad you're curious because you're the audience right yes. now. Yes. Okay? So hopefully the audience is also very curious of where Snappy McSnapstein went and when I went to a whole other place. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream.com.
listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. I want to remind people to uh, go to Facebook. We have a Facebook page, okay? And uh, we now that we have this new energy with the show, we will be more active with that page. I promise you. And I want to say that I make amends, and I'm sorry that we haven't been. <laughs> okay? We haven't been as on top of it as we should be. And, uh, you know, that's disrespectful to the people we've asked to go there to begin with. We asked them to go there and we just didn't, you know, we lost energy or focus with it. And now we're refocused. We got Mama in the house mm-hmm. who just came to say, Vamanos, speaking <laughs> another language to me. That's right. I'm going to talk to you in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I won't understand a word you're saying, but that's, that's okay. That's the point. I got the general idea from what you were saying is get the hell back there. We have a show to do. Okay. <laughs> So that's you know, why we have Ileana is here, and she's actually active on Facebook I'm right now. I'm looking at it right now, and yeah. and I know that it says that Craig is talking to you, but it's really me. <laughs> so Beth, okay. I know that you want to call in, but you don't want your boss to catch you. It's all good. Like we could see that you're 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 listening and you're you're doing what you and need to do. By the way, I want to just say, as that boss, I want to say thank you for doing that, and not. <laughs> but you shouldn't be listening to the show. <laughs> That's distracting. Is a guy paying you by hour? I'm on both sides of that fence. <laughs> and so. we've got Michael who says he's giving you a shout out that he watched the the episode with you and the dad from Wonder Years and loved it. Dan oh, Loria. Dan Loria. Sullivan. Yeah. And sons got picked. Son got picked up for a second season. Good show, Hi, Dan. Good show. Oh, he's wow, such a talented nice. actor. He was on. We've had a lot of great guests on here, and we have more to come. By the way, today was supposed to be Adam Carolla. Supposed to be. Was supposed to be on our show today and postponed, not canceled. There's not right, a revolving right. door. That one's coming right back. He's going to come back on our show. We're figuring out a time that he can come on and. Uh, Excited about that, but luckily, our, again, our energy didn't focus on promoting him anyway, so no one knew he was coming. So. On that episode, I'm going to practice uh, being invisible. <laughs> <laughs> that, that she means by that, I believe, that he does a lot of talking. I've been on his show, and he really does oh, yeah. govern. I'm curious to see what Adam Carolla will be like on our show is, is when he's being interviewed. Does he take over the room? And he knows that he does this. Probably if he's being interviewed, that's when he gets to take over. No. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, not with Shoemaker, though. I mean, we should get some boxing gloves in here. He's a good boxer. Oh, we I actually do said that. that to him, by the way. I said that when I saw him. I said, you know, you're one of the few comics that could kick my ass uh, in the business. And he really could. He even did a, a great movie called Hammer. You should see it. It's very good. Oh. He's a boxer. I mean, he's a real boxer. Oh, I would never mess with him. He literally kick your ass. So whatever he wants to do that day, he'll do it. Anyway, uh, and, and speaking of, of, of um, I don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, I want to reset. Okay. There you go. The words reset. She just gave me a cue card. It says recap. She's got cue cards over here, folks. It's great. <laughs> I'm going to spend a fortune on index cards. <laughs> Maybe we could just turn them around, but they are in Sharpie, so you kind of. So she has. Okay, so okay. reset. I'm going to tell, uh, in case you're just tuning in, we're talking about uh, you know lies when people lie to you. Trusted colleague lied to me. And kind of weaved it too. It was more than just like one thing, and I caught him. And mm-hmm. so we had this confrontation, and we're driving back 400 miles, and I lost it. And we, I'm not going to recreate that part of the show. You can rewind it if you'd like to. It is worth hearing. Me, yes. me, me <laughs> snapping out. Philly. It's called Going Philly. A snappy McSnapstein does this sometimes. I get to a certain point where it happens. It happens, and I did with him. Now we get to the part. Where okay, so we have four hundred more miles to go after <laughs> I've done this, and I, you know, I've had enough. You know, you know, you had your chance to. So he keeps coming from a place of I said I was sorry. Yeah, you know, 
And he's telling me that I should be okay with that sorry. Mm-hmm. And my position is I'm not. I'm not because actions, if you took real severe actions of which I would notice and see that you have respect enough for me to do that. And this is a matter of respect and trust and faith in your colleague and friend. Whereas that we were talking about that earlier, there's a whole blend of friendship to, uh, together with a boss. There's boundaries. Sarah talked about her boundaries that she has, but she's not friends with the people that she worked with. Now she can be. Now they're drinking wine every day together. But anyway, so so we can uh, – so uh, to reset, that's where I am. So I'm in the car now. We have 400 more miles to go at uh, nighttime, okay? So we're driving. He's driving. I'm in the passenger seat of my car. I just snapped and said, look, I've had enough, you know, da, da, da. and he said, you know, you're not accepting my apology. I said, I accept your apology, but I would like to see some demonstration of something very severe outside of your comfort zone because he has the comfort zone. I'm going to turn on the charm. I'm going to avoid and all those things. Now, what's outside of your comfort zone? It really says to me that our relationship is that important to you that you would want to take those steps in reparations. So that's the space that I'm coming from. He's coming from. Uh, you're not accepting my apology. So now, now we're there. So then I took it to a place which I talked to Melissa about earlier is I told him a story, an experience of when I've been in this position of – I said, would you like to know what I'm talking about? Because it's not getting through. I'm just talking. We've got to go deeper and you know, all this. It's just not re- resonating with him at all. So then I told a story about um, – a time that uh, with my ex-wife. Now, this is the ultimate example of technically, if I told you the things that she's done, anyone would take my side, right? They'd say, that is really some bad stuff that she did, okay? So I'm in a position during the divorce process where she's you know, accusing me of stuff that I'm not guilty of whatsoever, and it continues, it gets worse, and she keeps going to other people to get them to collude and you know, and they're now they're coming after me. So it's a big pile of talk about snapping. I snapped in this process mm-hmm. because this is all coming at me. So I told him the story about a time where I went to this place. This it's called the Forum. It's called Landmark Forum, and it kind of like microwaves your life and it gives you these life skills. And and I went in it, and my friend Vanda sent me there. And she was auditing. She was like watching because she's already been there. Mm-hmm. So she's like watching. And I approached this thing just like I approached my life. I went in there and I was really good at it. I was like, you know, volunteering and I'm really from my heart and I'm taking care of these things. But I'm saving the stuff about how to get through with my ex-wife. I'm saving it for Sunday. So Friday and Saturday, she's watching. She recess. She's going, you're amazing how transparent and you know, you process and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like the good boy. Sunday rolls around. This is the other part of me. I start to panic. I'm not going to get my own way. I'm not going to get what I need from this. So I start panicking. And now I've gone from, yeah, just let it go and everything. They better call on me. And now it turns into <laughs> this prick's not calling on me. You know, I, you know, at first I raised my hand subtly because I never want to be the, the center of attention. But now I'm going <laughs> like horseshack. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> Me, Mr. Carter. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, look at me. The guy's not even looking at me. I ran into the bathroom. I go, I got a really important thing to take care of here. Meanwhile, there's 300 other people in there. Yeah. But my needs are important. And I'm upping the level of my needs in this thing. 
So now Sunday, now Vanna's not watching anymore, by the way. So she's left and going, oh, well, I brought this guy to, to another height in his life. And meanwhile, now I'm having a meltdown because I'm not getting my way. Now the other thing I do is I get other people to collude with me. So now I got a guy next to me who's never met me. And I'm like, can you believe this crap we paid for this? <laughs> I'm like trying to get this guy to agree with me. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I bet you if you looked at his taxes, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm yeah. like coming up with like, I'm, I'm like now I'm. I'm making it about the guy who's in charge and how full of it he is, and this is a bunch of BS. And, and uh, don't you agree with me? And, and the guy who doesn't know me, of course, he's going to go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> me, yeah, sure, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm starting to snap, you know, not in an angry way or anything, but I'm just going, this is full of it. Is, you know, and I went out of there, and my wife says to me when I come home, what happened to you? Like yesterday, you're all like, you know, this ethereal, and this is the greatest thing ever. And I was there. I didn't get one answer out of them. <laughs> I didn't get one answer out of them. I don't know what to do. I'm still puzzled now. What to do with my ex-wife? What am I going to do with her? She's still coming after me, and I have no answers. No answers. <laughs> Can somebody give me an answer. I paid all that money. I want a refund. <laughs> they told me if you don't get everything you want out of this thing, that you could have a refund. I want a refund. Where do I get the refund? They're full of it. They won't give me a refund. So this is where I'm coming from. Now I'm not getting. Little Craig is not getting his needs met. So I tell Rich this story during this. You know what I'm telling you right now. So I'm in this thing, and then I leave, and then Vanda calls me, and this other guy that sent me there. Oh, my friend Mickey. Mickey Willis sent me there. Mickey says to me, they have a graduation. And he's telling me how important this thing is. He says, you know, do you mind if I don't go to your graduation? And I go, no, it's okay. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> You're laughing because you know what yeah. the truth is. The yeah. truth is I'm not telling him that hurts my feelings. Mm. And that's me not taking care of myself. Again, I'm accountable for that. I go, no, no problem, Mickey. Whatever you doing? That's the problem. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, no, I'm fine. I, well, I got a lot out of it. I got a lot out of this. I'm really glad you sent me. Thank you. You don't need my graduation. It's just a graduation. We'll, we'll get together for coffee sometime. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so, and then Vanda, so Vanda calls me and she says, um, she says, how'd it go? I go, not good. <laughs> so, and she goes, what are you talking about? You were so, you know, present and aware and everything. I was like, not anymore. <laughs> All right. And I told her, I said, listen, you know, uh, and I said, there were this, this is what I said. In dealing with my ex-wife, I go, look, I look at my part. I'm evolved. I look at my part in things. That's who I am. Uh. That's who I am. I always look at my part. And that's what you saw the first two days of the forum. <laughs> but she didn't see the last one. When it wasn't my part anymore, now it's like I'm a victim. And now I'm like, you're really pissed off. And it's not about my needs. or not meeting my needs and all that kind of thing. I'm not talking about that with her. I'm just saying, you know, look, this is the way it is. So she says, no, you're not. You don't have a part in it. You have 100% responsibility. Yeah, and I went. I argued that. I go hundred percent. What are you talking about? People, yeah, like my, my list. You know, I'm a genius when it comes to justifying. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? When people are raped, are they asking to be raped? <laughs> and I have this whole story, and she goes, "Well, you know, hundred percent responsible." What are you talking about? Somebody breaks into my house. I have nothing to do with it. I have the doors locked. What are you talking about? I have an alarm on. I have an alarm system. What are you talking? And you're telling me that I'm inviting them in? <laughs> So I'm justifying, I'm telling her this, and she goes, you're 100% responsible. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, click. So, Whoa. oh, I mean, you know, it wasn't yeah. mean or anything. I said, look, I know my part, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and deal with my ex. Now the lawyer calls, 
Now, the whole thing with the forum is you're going to invite people into a new realm of possibility. We live our lives in possibility. It's infinite, the possibilities, and it's beautiful, and it's magnificent, and you're going to invite them in. My lawyer calls and says, stop emailing your ex-wife. And I go, but I'm right about it. Look, <laughs> look, look, look what she's saying. Anything I say to her to, pales in comparison. She's telling me I'm molesting my kids. You know, I mean, she's telling the, the courts and telling other people, you know, I have plenty of reason to snap because look at what she's done. And I have a lot of people that would say, yeah, that's a really awful thing. And what the things that she shared with the kids and all these things, that's awful, isn't it? Right? Isn't that the worst thing you could come up with? So if I said something to her that might have been a little off, <laughs> you know, a little snappy in an in a email or whatever it is, I'm justified in that, aren't I? Some people would agree with that, that they would, oh, you, she did that? She's destroyed your finances intentionally? Yeah, I got read. I'm pissed. But, she, but she, Chu, do what? you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I'm, I'm telling you right now. What, well, that's what being it? right. Is I'm saying I'm trying to be right. Now we're going to get to this. So I hang up, I say, so I hung up with her and I read the email that she was talking about. Now, now I'm coming from a space of, you know, I'm starting to think about this 100% responsibility and I'm looking at this and I put in the email to her, whack job. Called her a whack job. Okay. <laughs> now see how you respond to it. And now me at that point, I'm, I'm going, you shouldn't respond like that. You should go. Now, I would have other people, Ileana, that would not be shaking their head at me right now. They'd go, but she is a whack job to do those things. That's whacked. That's irrelevant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment. Can we take the, the judgey out now? Can we just take the Cuban judge yes, out? Son, yes, son. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. Look at you apart. And you don't want to see, you want to be right or you want to be happy? <laughs> do you want to be right or you want to be happy, huh? So you're getting to my solution. I'm, get, I'm still in the story and I'm telling Rich this story last night so that he can relate to where I'm coming from. I'm not coming from a place of being right. I'm not coming from a place of I haven't lied or I haven't done things that, that brought these things forth into my life. And that's what Vanna was saying. You're 100% responsible for even this rich dynamic that I'm having, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay? For even him lying to me. So I said, I read this email, and I read it with the conviction of, I'm, I'm going to show people that this is okay to do this email. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped, and then I paused. I talked to Rich about this. I took that pause, and I started to listen about what they said at this thing, about what Vanna said. I said, if I'm going to invite someone to a new realm of possibility, when you invite someone, if you address the envelope, dear whack job. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, crazy lane. Who's going to respond to Who's going to respond to that invitation? It means I'm full of it because I'm saying I want you to be in this new realm of possibility. I'm going to stay with this one that you're a whack. Yeah. Okay? That's the first one. I called my lawyer back and went, you know what? I thought about this again. You're probably right. So then here's what I did. I said, okay, I took my pause and I go to my source. That's what I do when I meditate. I go to the source. I said, let, let you take over. Let you take over, your highest self. I wrote a letter that was guided by, my pen was literally guided by no ego, no pride, no defense, no collusion of other people. It was just guided by source of saying invite to possibility. Not one word in that email, which is very rare for me, had one zinger, one thing about her, 
one little, I did this because. How about those amends? We hear those. That's so hard to leave those. You know, I feel this because. I wouldn't have done this because of what you did. So Mm -hmm. it basically makes them not responsible, which Mm -hmm. that's the other thing that was going on with Rich. If you would have done this, I wouldn't have done that. If you you wouldn't have been this guy, then I wouldn't have done that. So he's not being responsible. He's putting it now back on me, which frustrates me. Uh So I wrote this letter seven pages, and then I typed it. And I sent it to her. And I mean, it was, and then I discovered stuff within this. And that was the most amazing thing. I had all these amazing discoveries is no, she was never right about the specific lies that I told. Literally never. You know, she would go, you did this, you did this, you did this. Constantly still does it. It's never correct. But you know what is correct? Disingenuousness during that relationship. Even the way that I had her as a wife is I expected her to be a certain way to fulfill my mother issues, and she became my mother. So you imagine that, the anger that that must inspire in her and instigate in her, that she married a guy who's a phony. Even though I had all these quote-unquote really good things, I would go get her the gift. I would like go get the gift that she wanted. Like she go, this is really beautiful, and then she go down the street, and I run back to the store and quickly hand them cash and go give it to me, put it under my jacket, and then I surprise her with it later. And don't you love me now? Yeah. You know, look what I I remembered that you love this and how clever I was. Don't you notice how clever I was? And then I listened and I noticed. <laughs> can, can you pet me? <laughs> look, I fetched, just like you taught me. It's disingenuous because guess what I want? I want approval. That's a lie. So now, therefore, our relationship is now based on a lie. How no wonder she's pissed. So I let her say, I said in this letter, I said, look, you've done nothing. I'm 100% responsible for this, for this conflict. You know, and there was no specifics. You know, I didn't get the specifics, but I, you know, you don't want to hurt somebody either and say, you know, I never loved you because I did. Loved her, but not. But it was love that was conditional. It was conditional on you are going to give me what I didn't get from my mother. And by the way, they're friends today, and my mom doesn't speak to me, and yet they're friends. No irony in that because that's what was created. Because they – I married someone that was just like my mother. That's false. That is absolutely false. It's not what I wanted out of my life. I didn't want true – I want true divine happiness that was not going to be achieved in that relationship. So I did that. So I'm telling Rich this story last night, you know, so that he can sort of get from a, another perspective. This is why I said on Facebook, tell me what you would do. Mm-hmm. So instead of Rich telling me, so I'm not now telling him, here's how you need to make amends. I'm telling him how, here, see what you can identify with in this story on how you would maybe perhaps approach this in a different manner. And I'm telling him all about what happened. And then... What happened in that story was unbelievable. She calls me right away. My ex-wife hadn't talked to her in a long time, and you know, all of our all of our talks are hang up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all that. She she's crying, and she goes, "This is the man I married. Aww. This is this is what I wanted. Mm. You know, this is a gift, and thank you for this." And I was like, "Wow, that's inviting into possibility. Mm. That's a possibility of." Now we can be loving with one another. Now we can be good, better parents to the kids. Because all because of get out of the pride, get out of the ego, and just deliver 100% responsibility. And it eases their pain because we're all suffering. Mm -hmm. And she's suffering probably more than anyone else. 
that she would take the steps of accusing me of these things speaks of someone that's in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And that's the place I came from. Was And then she actually did something she's never done before. She starts to apologize, which I wanted all along. And here's the funny thing is, this reminds me of when my dad finally told me he loved me once. I couldn't take it in. You know, it's, it's like, it's like you, you think that you want it all along, and then when they're doing it, you're going, wait a minute, now's not the time. <laughs> uh, I'm it's not like ready that for that goodwill hunting scene. It's not yeah. your fault. It's I know. Fault. I mean, I don't know. It's not your fault. I know. Sure, sure. It's not your fault. I'm not, I'm not oh prepared God. for this right now. But uh, what I said to her was I said, listen, you can tell me that another day. But today, this day, I need you to hear unequivocally, I am 100% responsible for this conflict. I am 100%. You have nothing to do with this. And I want you to know that today. And I'm truly sorry. And then the actions followed that. So I told Rich that story last night. And then we went into a whole other level of healing. Because now he sees not the snappy. He's not thinking he's going to be snapped on. He's just heard a vulnerable story of significance, of, of actual going to another level in my life. I'll tell you some other day what ended up happening, you know, from that point forward. Now we go, we are still, we're going to court in two weeks again. So obviously her pain is still there and obviously her suffering is still there. But that did take me into another kind of realm of possibility and it put me into another heart space. Not always. And it did with Rich last night. So the rest of the trip, the rest of the trip was absolute healing and then I listened to him, and he said something that I won't share at a public level because it was between me and him. But it did say to me, wow, he really heard that in a different way than he probably has heard anything in his whole life because he responded with ultimate vulnerability of something that's going on with him. And that's what would be discussed the rest of the trip. And it became this wonderful trip, no avoidance, no old jokes with each other. And then that's how this thing was restored. And where it goes from here, it doesn't matter. We had those 400 mm-hmm. miles of something that was significant. It was different. It was profound. And it wasn't the easy, avoidy way that we all go to. Now, that sounds like we're ending the show today. Aww. It went by so fast. It went by fast. I hope it went by fast for other people. I have to tell you, as a host, it's really a strange thing. Because I'm looking at these three faces across from me. <laughs> 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 and I'm going, what are they thinking? But then I have to extend that to 39,000 people. What are they thinking? Is this connecting with anyone? Please let me know. Let us know. Let Facebook me know. Give me your feedback. Twitter. And I'm open to hearing it, okay? I'm responsible for, for, for what was said today. I stand behind. I endorse what was said today. Didn't cost any money. We don't make a dime. But I we didn't get to a couple things, Ileana. Ileana, I really want to welcome you to the Yay. show. We are so thrilled that you are here. So because I really think that we can take this up a whole other level. Let's see if we did. Let's see. Hey, respond. You're on my personal Facebook. Please go to my fan Facebook. I hate the word fan, but that's what it's called. And I have more people on that. I can't have I can have more than 5,000 on my personal. But I'm very personal on the other. Twitter, the Love Master. Please. Give us some feedback. Say, I listen to the show. You can just say that if you want to. Or if you want to talk, private message me. Call, email me at Craig at CraigShoemaker.com. He almost I, said call me. <laughs> you know what? I was about to get my cell phone number. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> 39,000 people with my cell phone number. That's probably not a good idea. No, probably yeah. not. But you can give them mine. I love but I'll start to chat. With, I'll start. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we could we could chat. For a good time. So go to the and go to what's up? What's our Facebook page called? It's called Laugh It Off Podcast. Podcast. Laugh It Off Podcast. So look that up. Laugh It Off Podcast with Greg Shoemaker. Not a ton of laughs today, but we, we you know we got the sum. But we it, we hope that we can bring you more than that. We hope that we can all go to another level together. And next week we're going to get political. Nice. <laughs> look at these cards. Did I get to this? Road trips? I sort of got to that. RNC, Democratic Convention. Now, little kid parties. Didn't even mention that. <laughs> Sorry, Eliana, but we were really happy to have you here. We feel like uh, we can have some structure and some foundation on this little crazy little podcast, radio show, webcast, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So happy you're here, Eliana, because also we used to work together and we had a great show. I know I'm supposed to wrap it I'm up. I'm taking it in. I'm <laughs> taking it in. I'm digging it. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I can just, I, I love that I, we're having a conversation and I have music behind me. <laughs> Wouldn't we like to go through life like that? Just have like I a music so. bed behind you? Like if I'm snapping at someone, I could have rage against the machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right now I'm feeling mellow. I got a little jazz riff going. I feel kind of jazzy. I'm going to go see my family. I haven't seen them in five days. Miss them big time. Wow. And uh, so I hope to hear from you, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, healing, laugh-filled day. And we will see you or hear from you or you'll hear from us next Monday. Who's our guest? We don't have one. That's uh, not true. <laughs> we will. And you guys will We will have a guest. It. I have a lot. D.L. Hughley wants to come on the show. Brad Garrett wants to come on the show. We have a lot of good comics and uh, some, some sort of the evolutionary leaders. We'll have them back on the show. And uh, we'll see you then.